Hi, everybody. It is Joey Walters with another special edition of the JW Drive Through Podcast. Yes, you heard that beautiful intro music. That is special request from our guest today. And it is a perfect time to have Madonna Holiday as we're going to be heading into the holiday season in the next few weeks. But let's get right into this podcast. I'm super excited to have a very special guest, personal friend of mine, Paula Kalamia, who is a realtor with Remax West Realty in Toronto. Hello, hello. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Paula. <laughs> thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, I'm so excited that you're on this podcast today with us. So am I. Um, you know, we'll t- I'll tell you a little intro about Paula. You know, she started off her career in law as a paralegal, got into real estate uh, industry about five years ago. I and did. so before I, you know, take over the intro, maybe Paula, you can tell us a little bit about yourself to the audience before we get into some questions today. Of course. Um, I won't give you my age because a woman never tells. Um, however, I am a mother and a wife. Um, I do reside in Vaughn um, and I've been doing real estate for about five years and I love it. Um, that's about it, really. Okay. Okay. How did you start off getting into real estate, you know, moving careers from law to real estate? You know, talk a little bit about that. Um, it was a, it's a big difference, number one, from law to real estate. Um, I had done law for about 19 years. And we've all heard the phrase, love what you do, and you'll never work a day in your life, right? Correct. So I struggled to understand this for much of my career in the law industry. Um, See, I started out working in a small law firm. Then I ended up working in a very prominent large law firm, like most people do with the experience you gain over the years. And I loved what I did until I didn't. So that moment when the thing that I loved became my job was pretty much disheartening for me. And I responded by deciding I needed to make a change. So I thought about what I enjoyed. And at the time, it was connecting with people. So I basically took a step back to think about it. What do I want to do with the rest of my life? Because let's face it, I'm not getting any younger. (laughs) I'm just getting older. So I said to myself, what can I do to connect with other people and helping them change their lives for the better? And for me, that was real estate. Awesome. And that was it. Yeah. Awesome. You you know, I think, I think a lot of people face this dilemma throughout their career. They believe that, you know, they're going to get into something and they're going to retire working in that industry that that's right. And, and I think uh, the business world and life has changed so much um, with the advancements in technology and social. Exactly. And, you know, that's how we connected on social media, you know, I've been following yep. a lot of stuff that you're doing and, and really love, you know, the point, uh, how you're passionate about helping others. You know, one of the reasons why I got into, you know, real estate and selling businesses is really helping people through life decisions, you know, uh, people- They're big decisions. That's right. Huge decisions. You know, uh, people are looking to upgrade, uh, downgrade, uh, they go through divorce, uh, they're looking to buy their first- That's home. right. Start a family, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's a lot of effort uh, that goes along, and it's not just about you know earning a living by doing it. We're we're affecting people's lives, and so we need to educate them in that. And so you know, uh, this is going to lead me into my next question. You know, 
uh-huh. so passionate about helping others. And, you know, what do you feel that differentiates you by you, what you provide to your clients? Uh, talk, to, talk to us a little bit about that. So I think I started to think about what, what was missing that made me feel this way at the time with real estate and law. And I realized that it was passion because after a while you lose that passion. So for me, when I first walked into a real estate office and I met my first clients and I closed my first deal, you know, and you build a connection between people, I was in awe. I was inspired. I was passionate and I wanted to do it over and over again. Listen, I believe to do something well, you have to have passion for it. I think most, if not all people can relate to this. You're your own strongest advocate and cheerleader for something when you have a true passion for it. But to do this, I began to think about the day-to-day differently. So I hunted for my passion in that of people I interacted with every day. So basically for me, really listening to my clients' needs and wants and trying to make a difference by providing them with that something that they needed or wanted and making them feel like they're number one is very important. I don't treat, I treat every client as they're my first client and my important client. I never make anyone feel second, third, or fourth. They're always my first. So those kinds of interactions sparks a passion within me. And I think that being able to be passionate about helping others is at the core of who we are as people. And you have to have that passion or there's no point in doing what you're doing. That's the way I look at it. 100%, 100%. You know, uh, I tell people all the time, you know what? You could be passionate about a lot of things, but you also got to be good at it. And so that's right. Uh, you got to take the time to find out what you're passionate about and good at. Like I've said this a hundred times, like I'm passionate about golf, but I'm not going to play on the PGA tour. I'm passionate about wine. You know, I'm not going to be a wine connoisseur. Connoisseur, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, in our profession, in what we do, you know, it's late nights, early mornings, no weekends, and the payoff is helping others make their dreams come true and really satisfying Mm -hmm. what they need. And you know what, I got that with my first transaction too. Like, you know, yeah, it's a a couple that have both been divorced, bringing a blended family together, uh, going to find uh, their first house as a blended family, so that way they can go out and create memories. Um, you know, they've become friends of mine, right? And so if, if, you're, in, if you're in any business for the money, uh, that's short-term, it's not going to be long-term. And if but you know, I have a lot of people saying that to me. When I post something on social media, oh, um, congratulations to my buyer clients. Or, I get people sending me messages with dollar signs. What? I'm not even thinking about that, but obviously they are. There are a lot of people who think that way, you know? And some people are like, oh, how much money did you make on this? I don't know. I don't know. Yes. Okay. We do get paid. I'm not saying you shouldn't care how much you get paid, but that's not my first initial thought. My first initial thought is, Oh my God, I am so excited. They got the home of their dreams. And that was because of me. I helped them find the home of their dreams and their excitement excites me. Exactly. Cause we're, you know, we're like an extension of the family when we're going in and negotiating whether they're selling their home or not, we're educating them. We're making That's sure right. the right clauses in, uh, we're negotiating on their behalf. We're making sure that they're involved. You know, we're, we're educating them on, you know what, 
land transfer tax, what's going to happen over here, you know, with your mortgage. Who are of course. You know, agents and brokers out there. So there's, there's a million things that you need to be educated on in, in our industry and in any industry is changing constantly. You know what? You know what? We have cannabis that's legal now in Canada. That's changing our industry. We have interest yep. that are changing our industry. Um, you know, we've gone through a bubble now to a little bit, you know, descend in, in prices more stable of where, where they've been, you know, historically back in, you know, 2016, uh, right? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, uh, it's all about education, right? And so, you know, with us, is we really can connect with people so that way they really trust us because, you know, at the end of the day, there's a lot of negativity out there. You know, the news puts out a lot of negativity. People just read these articles, you know. So that yeah. And tons of people don't like real estate agents because they think they're money hungry. And yeah. that's why I want to show a difference. Not all their agents are that way. <clears throat> Not everybody is. And, you know, the no. game is changing now. You know, authenticity, like, you know, we're going to get into our next question here about social media. It's, it's mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, social media really shows how authentic, you know, what are you actually doing? You know, are you really right. giving value? Um, it, you know, and, and there, there are people out there that, uh, you know, don't connect with other people. But, you know, for me, in the long-term game, if you're not on social media and you're not creating value, you're not helping somebody with, you know, a lifetime emotion, uh, stories or videos of, of selling a home, you know, everybody can see with these videos that, you know what, you got a nice backsplash, you got stainless steel, you know, but why, why would somebody want to buy this house versus, you know, uh, another one? And, and Let's be honest. When you're on social media, who wants to look at a house? It's pretty boring unless you're in the market to look. Yes. So you need to make it more personal in a way where people can connect with you as well. So they can say, I feel comfortable picking up the phone and calling this real estate agent. And that's the bottom line. Yeah, 100%, 100%. So let's get into your social media. Um, you know, I think you do a, a great job. I, I really think it's really personal. You have a, you know, a connection between your personal side, your business side, and how you blend it together. And that mm -hmm. works for you. That, you know, that's the other thing is I see a lot of people trying to copy other people, what people are doing. Like, right. Authentic. So, you know, talk to me about your social media uh, routine. You know, what does it look like? You know, so my social media routine, <clears throat> I've been missing for a few days because I've been busy, but I still try and post. I mean, the first thing I do when I get up in the morning and when I get up is check my social media. I see if there's any messages. I go through it. Facebook. I go through Twitter. I go through my Instagram but when you've joined the social media movement, we have to understand that the real work and fun starts. So I'm always astonished that people ask me, how much time do you spend on social media? Well, we all know, let's be honest, it's an impossible question to answer since everyone has a different number of accounts, right? You can have a Twitter account, you can have a Facebook account, you can have an Instagram account. And who knows how many hours or minutes you're spending on each account. So everyone is different. The thing is, is that However, I think you should put the time usage in function of a goal that you're trying to achieve using social media. So when people ask me, the real question is, how much time do you spend on an email daily? Does anyone question the time you spend on doing emails to get your job done? No. So eventually, social media should follow the same guidelines because if it involves your work, it's the same thing. However, in order to get started, it might be good for someone to create an approach um, let's call it uh, sometimes social media routine. Uh, for example, it consists of three parts. So you get up, you review your social media monitoring, reviewing your own accounts and posting content for your own target audience and reading 
and sharing content from others via your accounts. It's just simple as that. You know, you can't put out content and not reply to other people's content. It's always interacting. If you don't interact, don't expect people to interact with you. 100%. You know, that's my thing. However, I do post a lot sometimes and I get a lot of people from everywhere. I get people from the States. I get people from here, from Canada. And there's always asking, I love your page. I love your content. What do you do? What, do you have a company? I don't have a company. I don't hire a company to do my social media. That's my social media. It should be me, not a company doing it for me. Because really, uh, it's personal content. It's my content. It's the way I want it. And they're not always going to get the way I want it. So for now, I'm going to do my own content. It'll be me, not a company. Until I can handle it. And then maybe, but still, I'd still be running it. Even if it's a company, I would tell them what to put. Because a lot of companies put out their own content. Yeah, 100%, right? It, it, so. You're, you and I are saying the same things just in a different way. You, you got to be authentic. Like if you're out there just trying to copycat what worked for somebody else, not going to work with you. Everybody thinks that, Hey, they're going to grow their social media to this many followers. This many. It's, it's not about that. It's about interacting with people. It's about, you know, going out there and creating value. So that way you can gain people's attention for the right reason, because you really want to help them. Um, and it's about the ROI for the long-term gain. Uh, you know what? It's, it's, it's the same thing as helping your clients. Your, your clients are going to be your indirect salespeople if you've treated them properly and that they actually feel that you care about them. You know, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And if, you know, you're out there constantly pulling, yeah, sold, 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 but you don't care about your clients, you're not giving back. No, or they feel they can't connect with you. What's the point? Real estate isn't as easy as everyone thinks. You know, you have to connect with people. That's why sometimes on my 24 hour story, I will put personal things so people can feel that they can interact with me. And they do. I get tons of stuff. Yeah. You know, I get tons of interaction. That's because I'm doing something right. And I want that. I want them to feel that they can interact with me. If they have a question, you know, I get, I get people in the last couple of months asking me, can we meet for a coffee? Can we meet for a coffee? I want to connect with you. I want to know what you're doing on your social media. I'm not doing anything any different than you are. It's just the way you connect with people through social media. That's the only difference, you know, and does it take time? Yeah. It's going to take a lot of time, you know, out of your day. So you need to kind of focus on maybe one hour on social media at this time and then get to work and then do another hour. It's just, you know, being consistent. 100%. I, I just, you know, our society wants everything now, right? And so you yeah. have Instagram, you have social media, and people are always posting the best parts of their life. And so that's what they think. But what they right. really understand is, is they think success is a watch, a trip, a big house, you know, a Lamborghini, a Ferrari. It, it's not. No. Success, success is helping other people. And it's not a point in time. It's continuous over the long haul. It's a lot of effort. Uh, passion and caring about other people and helping them get what they want. And so the problem is, is people relate that, you know, to money. They think, Oh, you know, what we do is so easy to sell a home, you know, look at, it's look not easy. Home. I tried to save a deal yesterday that was going to die. <laughs> exactly. And I had to save it. Not for me. I did it for my clients. It's for my clients for their new home that they wanted to live in and make new memories. It's not for me. And at the end of the day, don't remember, I saved their deal, not their lawyer, me. And that's what connects you with people. 
hundred percent. And and what people understand is is when we sign that agreement, when when people sign on with us, is that we have an obligation and a fiduciary duty to to. That's to right. That, right. And so mm-hmm. once again, I'm going to go back. You know, people related. You know, when the boom was going on, they're like, oh yeah, you list the people listed a home, and boom, they sold it within one day, and what effort yeah. they put in there. Well, that's not happening now. Now it's about you know price and patience. And, and making sure that you have the most exposure in, in, in your network. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, and who you can get it out to and what type of value you're creating that somebody wants to come in and buy that home. What are you doing as a realtor? It's not what happened in 2017. It's That's what's right. happening now. Now, right. You and are exactly life, right. Things ebb and flow. So you have high markets, you have low markets. And you know, right, right now, interest rates are going up. People need to be educated. People are scared. That's when I think they need to invest if they have the right money and education and make smart investments, uh, not just to invest just for the sake of investing. They need to be educated. And it's not just even investing in real estate. They need to have dive into no. other They need to be educated. And as a realtor, if you don't know an answer to a question they're asking you, be honest and say you don't know. Because I'm finding a lot of people lying. Just say you don't know and you'll find out and get back to them. There is nothing with being honest. You know, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. hundred percent. I, I just had somebody reach out to me. Uh, one of my leads, they want to know the, the, uh, time frame that the house was built. Well, you know, it was built. right. Um, I could have said roughly this time frame, not time logged in, make sure that I did my due diligence check. That's right. And, and gave them, you know, the right information because you know what? You don't want to five years down the road and say, oh yeah, I remember Joey told me that the house was built in 2002. It was really built in 2000. Yeah. And then it can come back and haunt you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you, you. Who wants, you know, who wants that, right? No, I don't. Yeah. I, listen, when I go to bed, I want to make sure that my head is resting on that pillow very well. Yeah. I don't want to be thinking about what I did wrong. I don't. I'm just that type of person though. So, and I feel you're that same way. So. Yeah. And I think that's why we connected. And I am so glad that you're on this podcast. You know, people might say to me, you know, like I'm, I'm going to be bringing other realtors and other people in different professions. Somebody asked me yesterday, you know, why are you doing these podcasts? This, some of it has nothing yeah. to do with real estate because I'm, like, I, I'm a businessman and, and, and I've always been an entrepreneur and I, I want to help other people that I know build their businesses and their social media strategy and, and giving back to people. And I want my audience to know that this is all about helping them whether it's real estate tips, business tips, what, what, whatever it may be. And, and at the same time, I'm showcasing people that I feel I connect with that are doing very well in their profession and right. are giving back to community. So Yeah. Um, well, the ultimate thing is you're not threatened. And I don't know why people ask people these questions. Sometimes I feel like they just want to know because they want to absorb your brain and what you're thinking. So maybe they can do the same thing. That's what I feel. And I feel they can't indirectly ask you, but they ask you in another way. True. Because technically what you're doing is not, is not bad. It's working for you. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it, it's a hundred percent. It's, it's working. Yeah. But uh, for me, it's not about, I don't do these podcasts to make money. I don't do these podcasts to gain a lead. I do these right. podcasts. So I'm helping out the people that are on this podcast. And I'm trying to educate people while they're driving or while they're at home at night. So that way, even if they don't go with me or they work with you, Paula, or somebody, they're going to work with somebody else. At least they're educated in whatever they're doing. 
You know, that, that's right. the problem. I think, I think a lot of people don't take the time to educate themselves and they get themselves and then they start blaming everybody else, right? Like, yes, blame the blame game. First. Yep, yep. You know There's so much power and information. It's like, you know, people are upset that the public now is going to find out how much homes sold for and stuff like that. Like, you know what? Somebody can call and price check me at a home and, and, and ask me for info and never hear from yeah, me. Yeah, what's the difference? Yeah. yeah there's no difference, right? No. And, and we live in big data world now where people need to be Of course. Educated. And so there's nothing wrong with that, right? Actually, I think it could probably solve some things because people might be educated roughly what price in around that area. So that way they believe. They will be realistic enough to list their price point of their home the way it should be. That's what I think. Because I think sometimes people, you know, people don't, they need to disconnect. A lot of people who sell their homes and a lot of realtors don't realize this and they should be telling their clients this. When you put your home for sale, that's not your home anymore. So you got to walk into this house thinking, okay, if you walk into your own home, what would you buy your home for? You'd be, you'd be surprised at one number they give you. I do that all the time. And I tell them to write it, husband and wife on a piece of paper and put in two separate envelopes. You'd be surprised at the difference in numbers that you come up with. Oh, a hundred percent. And, and then look into a factor where people are getting divorced and going through a hostile situation of what it should be. You know, uh, I had this, uh, potential client a couple months ago, uh, call me this one, in my opinion, already had a realtor, uh, on a home price and I gave her the price and she says, well, that's not what I want to sell for. I want to sell for 1.4. And I said, well, yeah, well two, two homes on your, your street sold for 1.2 and change. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Your home is not going to go for 1.4 and uh, I'm not sure what anybody else told you, but I'm just being realistic. Well, you know what? It's, and it's also not just the list price what somebody puts to list, right? Cause. Yeah, but I think more when they're getting divorced, it's more the emotion talking, right? Cause they want to get the, the most out of everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, you know what? Uh, I, you know what? I, I won't take a listing like that because I, you know, for me, it's about communication, being upfront. Mm -hmm honest, mm -hmm. constantly communicating with somebody, setting the right expectations. That's right. For somebody up front, because you know what, uh, you, you know, time, time, we don't get back in this world and it's all no. about, you know, the time and effort that we got to put into somebody. And so if I'm following up with what I call a suspect versus a prospect to somebody that really is interested and wants to be educated of what's going on. I mean, obviously they're calling us because we have an insight and we've been doing this for a while. Um, but you know, we also got to listen to them. And so it's, it's, it's a blender of what they want to bring and what our communication is. And, but you, you need to have set expectations up front and, uh, you know, it's very, very just be honest with them. Yeah. And that's it. Well, and they'll usually call you back when you're honest with them. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's like glass or, or a piece of yeah. paper. Once you crumple up that paper, you're never going to straighten it out or you know, no. glass is broken. It's never going to get back. Right. And so, mm -mm. yeah. Go back to what I said before, you know, on, honesty and, and, and showing people that you care. They don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And it's about their situation, right? Uh, yeah. I did that this morning with, uh, you know, a potential client just checking in. I know they're trying to get their financials in order in order for them to buy. It won't probably be till like, you know, uh, midway through next year. But I'm just calling in to make sure that they're okay. And if they have any questions, I'm right there, right? And so, uh it's, it's very important to really, you know, be top of mind people, obviously, you know, marketing, you're trying to get people's attention. Um, but you got to get people's attention for the right reason. Um, and, and it's gotta, you gotta stay true to yourself 
and it's got to be authentic. If that's not happening in today's day and age, people just Yeah, and you have to connect with them. If you don't connect, you might as well just walk out the door. Yeah. So let's let's get into our last question. Um, yeah. You know, what advice do you have anybody that's looking to make a purchase or an investment in this market over the next six to 12 months, or maybe somebody that's looking to you know, sell their home? You know, what, what advice do you have? Well, six to 12 months is a big gap, so... <laughs> <laughs> so who knows how the market's going to be yeah, six to 12 months from now. Right. I'm just being honest. And some of these realtors that know, yeah, well, you know what? Give me like a, a fortune teller and like, nobody knows what the market's going to be six to 12 months from now. Um, the annual sales growth we've know, cause it's been positive since late spring. Um, even though stress tests, you know, and higher boring costs have kept sales below the 2016's record pace. Do you remember that? Yeah. So many households, in the Toronto area remain, I would say, a beat on home ownership um, as a quality long-term investment, quote, unquote. But I think a strong economy and a steady population growth um, will continue to support the demand for housing ownership, I think, as we move into the 2019. Um, but you know what? You're right. With the rates going up and all that, who knows? I mean, I always say, go to the bank, get approved. That's your first thing that you need to do because there is no point in wasting your time. And it's not even time, your emotions, you know, going to look at a home that you love, love, love. and want to put an offer on just to know that you're not going to qualify for. You really want to break your heart. That's another thing, you know, you don't want to bring yourself down. So just get pre-approved, you know, and a lot of people forget that pre-approval is so important right now. The way things are going so important. Yeah. That's my first thing. But I mean, looking to invest, there's never a better time to invest. I think it's always great to invest. I mean, if the market's crazy, don't invest. But right now, it's, it's good. It's great. Yeah. I, Just I, get approved. Yeah. Get approved. Go through the right process. You know what? Uh, make sure you're working with somebody that's going to give you the straight goods on the approval side. Um, and, you know, I put a post over there like uh, you know, Highway 7 and Jane in, in Highway 7 interchange back in 1990, there was nothing there. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, I know. <laughs> drive-in theater. You know, what is there was nothing there. I've lived in Vaughn since 84. There was nothing there. <laughs> yeah. Like, and what it's going to be like in five to seven years from now with these condos going up with oh, the yeah. Metropolitan Expo that's going there. Uh, actually, I'll give you a piece of advice. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but Niagara Teachers College is actually coming to Vaughn, and they're actually going to have a campus there. Um, so that's some information that I got. Oh, that'll be interesting. So, you know what? There's so many opportunities out there. You just got to be educated. But the problem is, is people are scared to make investments because, you know, they have the old adage, you know, uh, buy low, sell high. Yeah. And, you know, everybody wants to wait till the market bottoms out. Well, listen, if I knew when the market bottomed out, you knew when the market was going to bottom out. Me and you would bed, borrow, and steal. Exactly. Nobody knows. When the market bottomed out, and then we would sell it right at the top. Uh, I don't know when the market's going to bottom out. Either. No. And nobody knows to your point. If people knew, you know what, you can get close and, you know, you're educated on trends and you're, you're following them and stuff like that. But nobody buys right below and nobody buys at the high, uh, sorry, no, nobody buys right below. The, nobody's right. at the highest point. That's, that's just, you know, nonsense, right? Uh, people, people just want to tell people that. Or, you know, when somebody sold a stock, they tell you about all the things that they've done well. They don't tell you about the things that haven't done well. 
And so that's, that's just us as humans. Uh, but, you know, you just got to be educated for the long haul, right? And so if you go back to like 1978 um, to now, yes, mortgage mortgage rates were high, then they went down low, then they went high again, you know, everybody, yeah. talks about, you know, they think that 89 to 94 is going to happen again where the dip is. Yeah, but if it does happen, unless you're selling, if you're making an investment property, you're probably going to probably hold that, you know, for a while and people, you know, will rent and over the long haul, it'll come back, right? Um, it's not going anywhere. They're not making land anymore, right? So you just got to be educated. Uh, with what you're doing, uh, whether, you know, making sure you have the right clauses in your contract, work with yeah. somebody, uh, make yeah. sure you have the right lawyer. you got to have a right process. And, and yeah. right? it just doesn't happen overnight. People just want to go in and just flip the switch and everything is great. It's, it's, it's not that easy. Yeah. It's not. So it's, it's educated. Um, and I know people want to save money and sometimes they don't want to use a realtor, but you know what? Uh, oh, I've had that before. People, I've had that before. I mean, I've had someone in the family thinking they can sell on their own. They didn't. (laughs) They couldn't. Six months on the market, they didn't. It's not easy. They can think it's easy. It's really not. It's not. And at the end of the day, you're not a realtor. You know, and that's my thing. Don't try and be something you're not. That's like me trying to be a doctor and try and operate on someone. It's not happening. You're just making it worse for yourself, you know, and harder on yourself too and putting more strain on yourself. 100%. 100%. Professionals educate their clients. Uh, amateurs don't. They get frustrated and they want to deal with it, right? And so, you know what? Who has the time? You're busy working in your own business or working, uh, you know, in your career. And then you got to worry about, you know, listing appointments. Who's coming there? How am I going to stage my home? That's right. What, what videographer, photographer that we're going to use? You think they're going to know what clauses to insert? I highly doubt that. Yeah, you don't. Or are you going to go to Because they're thinking of just sell, wanting to sell the house now. and that's it. Yeah. To help you write up your contract, yeah. Um, unless you know them personally and stuff like that. But right. I just want to give a shout out to Stallone Media. Um, Matt, love what he does. Uh, I know you. Woohoo, Matt! Yeah, Matt, uh, love what he does. He's always awesome. Creativity. He's always pushing everybody yeah. uh, around him to get better. And so I uh, just want to give a shout out to Matt. Yeah, I've used Matt, and I think he's great. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, Paula, thank you for your time. I think this has been a very thank you podcast. Uh, I wish you nothing but success. Same to you. Work together. Uh, I love what you do. I hope you do a deal together. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm sure we're going to do many <laughs> deals together. Uh, I plan to be doing this for a long time. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, I want to help other people out. And I know you do too. And it's yep. great to, you know, help two people or two investors or two families out. Um, but yeah, I'm sure we're going to do tons of deals together and, um, yeah. So hope everybody enjoyed this podcast. Um, thank you for having me, Joey. Oh, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate guest. it. Thank you. I'm going to be bringing more, uh, in 2019. I have a couple scheduled up. Uh, I have a good friend of mine, Matt from 905 Motorsport that's going to be coming up, uh, in the next couple of weeks. I have another good friend of mine, Rob from Galaxy Plumbing that's going to be coming uh, on the podcast and, uh, stay tuned. We're going to do a special edition on Thursday. I'm going to be sitting down, uh, with Frank Vela, uh, who worked with me with Jesse and Joe, and we're going to be talking about real estate as well. So yeah, love it. Thank you so much, Paula. And hope thank you. And, uh, have a great day. Have a great week. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye.